Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. I'm a certified microdosing practitioner, menstrual cycle coach, and feminine embodiment mentor. And I'm on a mission to break taboos around women's bodies, periods, and psychedelics. On this show, we're exploring all things spirituality, sexuality, mysticism, and empowerment. Come along as I interview other coaches, teachers, healers, and thought leaders about all the ways we can feel more tuned in, turned on, and lit up AF. If you're on a journey towards self-discovery, you've come to the right place. This is The Light Within. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. It is spooky season. Halloween is tomorrow. The decorations are up all over my neighborhood, and so it inspired this episode. This one is all about reclaiming the word witch and healing the witch wound. A few doors down from me, there is a sign out front that says, the witch is in. I saw it on my walk the other day and I thought, really? Because I would really love to meet another witch here locally. And while I am sure it's just decor, I really wish that we could proudly proclaim our witchiness so loudly, but unfortunately... Being a witch is really only acceptable during this time of year. And when it is, usually the representation that we see is of either scary witches out to harm children, maybe a sexy witch with a wand, maybe a good witch like that one from The Wizard of Oz, a teenage witch. I mean, there are so many childhood characters around witches these days. Even my six-year-old niece is dressing up as a witch this year. So it is safe to say witches are everywhere. And yet to say you're a witch at any other time of the year is to be ostracized. It means that you're going to get a lot of weird looks and even more questions. Ones like, do you do spells? Or are you communing with the devil? Or aren't you afraid of inviting bad spirits? So I felt like today was the perfect day to talk about being a witch and what that means to me, and also explore the witch wound and ways to heal it. Now, here is a brief disclaimer, because this is just my experience and my perspective. Every witch will have their own beliefs about what being a witch means to them, and that's the beauty of being a witch, sovereignty, and the power to choose. So again, this is my experience, my beliefs, and Um, Take what resonates and leave the rest. So what does it mean to be a witch? I just had this conversation with my sister-in-law. And so to me, it's about communing with the wild natural world. It's about honoring the natural rhythms of the seasons, the moon, and the cycles. And since I'm a womb witch, I deal a lot with the menstrual cycle. Trauma can be held within the womb, I deal with blood magic and also some sex magic, and I believe that by remembering the ancient ways of the goddess, I become more powerful and embodied. I love this acronym. I don't know who's the one who originally started it, but witch, woman in total control of herself, because I feel like that's really what being a witch is. It is understanding your personal power, crafting your intuition, connecting with the divine, and maybe you're doing that through things like manifestation, spells, divination tools like the oracle or tarot or pendulum work. But it's really about empowering um, yourself 
to be your best self. And while I certainly love to create empowering totems and protective sigils, the purpose is really to help me connect more fully to myself. And so for me personally, this means that I mostly commune with the moon. I do work with some deities, but rarely. And mostly I work with archetypal work, even around deities. Crystals and tarot and astrology were my gateway drugs into witchcraft, and I really am happiest when I'm looking at the sky, when I'm listening to birds, when I'm putting my feet or my naked ass on the ground. And so for me, being a witch really means connecting deeply with nature and to the ancient wisdom locked within myself. I feel like I'm constantly remembering these parts of me through practices like microdosing or even full dose psychedelic journeys, through pleasure practices, through wild ecstatic dance and rewilding. And being a witch has made me feel more divine than any religion ever did. And I am happier now than I have ever been in my entire life. And it's really taken me looking hard at the witch wound to figure out how to find that happiness, how to ignite my passion and my purpose, and how to step fully into my dharma of helping people awaken their power and remember why they're here on this planet. So let's talk about the witch wound, right? What is the witch wound and where did it come from? Well, the second question is probably easier to answer, so we can start with that one first. The witch wound really does come from the witch trials, and it is an ancestral and generational form of trauma and wounding that is passed down from person to person, from mother to daughter, so on and so forth. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you live in the United States, then the witch trials that you are probably most familiar with are those in Salem in the late 1600s, but... The witch trials in Europe, specifically France, were going on for hundreds of years before Salem witches were ever killed. And while records do vary, some scholars say that as many as 50,000 people were killed over this 300-year period. Some say it's a whole lot more. And I think what's really important to understand is that these people were very often not witches, right? They were not witches at all. They were just accused of witchcraft and then killed. So why were they killed? Or, better question, why were they accused? So there's this amazing book called Caliban and the Witch, and it details a lot of this. And I really highly recommend that you read it if this is your jam. But basically, here's a list of criteria that could have gotten you accused of witchcraft in the early 1400s through the 1700s. Are you ready? You're new to town. You were old and you lived alone. You were a woman who owned land. You were a midwife or a healer. The crops failed and you got caught looking at them at some point. You got into a fight with your neighbors. You were a widow. You were a young, beautiful woman who was not married yet. You were really poor. You had a close group of female friends. You got into a fight with one of those friends. P.S. This is also where the sister wound comes from, which we talked about a few episodes ago. You were married, but you didn't have enough children, or you didn't have any children. Maybe you were infertile. You were stubborn. You were outspoken. People thought you were strange. You spoke your mind. You didn't go to church. You had a mole, a birthmark that looked a little funny, maybe a third nipple. This one, milk or butter spoiled at your house. Now, remember, we're talking the 1400s through the 1700s, so no refrigeration. Oh, you had sex out of wedlock. Mm, 
definitely getting accused of witchcraft for that one, babe. You broke any rule in the Bible. Maybe even any rule preached from the pulpit because we know that um, very often things that pastors were saying were not actually words from the Bible. And when you broke those rules, you obviously had entered into a pact with the devil. So you're definitely a witch. Also, reasons you could get accused of witchcraft. You liked to go walking alone in the woods or you walked around at night. Literally anything and everything could get you accused of witchcraft. This was a terrifying time. And so it is during this time that the witch wound was born. And while it does often impact women, um, people of all genders may experience the witch wound. So what does it mean to have the witch wound? What does it look like when the witch wound manifests? Well, the witch wound often manifests as a fear of speaking your truth, a fear of using your gifts, a fear of speaking up and sharing your opinion. You know you have the witch wound when your soul feels a deep inner calling, most often to something maybe like the spiritual or healing realm, but you're afraid of being seen in that calling for fear of judgment or for fear of going against what society deems is okay. You know, for those of us with callings like this, um, for instance, people like me, being a psychedelic guide, being a menstrual cycle educator and a pleasure mentor. The witch wound can run deep and it can look like being scared to share about your business or your gifts or your offers. And you can be met with abject terror that feels like if I share this, I will die. And baby witch, that is because your ancestors did die. Sometimes people with a witch wound will feel like they literally cannot speak their truth, like it just gets stuck in their throat. Maybe this is an energetic imprint of someone who was hanged or crushed or burnt who could not scream out because of the way that they were executed. You know, I've had times when it's just been very hard for me to swallow or I'll get choked up while speaking about my business and my gifts. And I know that this is part of my own witch wound. And here's the thing. You didn't even have to have ancestors who were killed or accused as witches to have a witch wound. This could stem from the fact that many people turned on their own friends to save themselves. And then, of course, were afraid to speak their own truth. There were also family or friends of those accused who wanted to speak up for them and may not have because they were so afraid that they'd be accused too and then they'd be put to death. And those people had to watch the ones they love die brutal deaths and were often silenced due to their own self-preservation. Interestingly enough, the witch wound is related to the sister wound. You may have one, you may have both, but they each stem from this time when sister turned on sister, daughter on mother, friend on friend to save themselves. And so this is when we really began to distrust our fellow woman for fear that she'd turn on us. And when we look at healing the witch wound, it really is the same as healing the sister wound. You heal by coming into circle with trusted women. Those who can support you to feel confident and comfortable standing in your truth, who can hold you as you unpack the ways in which you have othered and ostracized your deepest desires, who can show you that it is safe to be yourself and who can praise you for that deep inner work that you are doing. You might say that to heal the witch wound, you need a coven but sometimes that is harder to find than you might think. 
I have personally struggled for years to find a sacred group of women to grow with, and I'm really proud to say that this year has been a transformational year for me. I've been calling in a lot of new friendships, a lot of new aligned acquaintances and collaborators who think like me and have experiences like me and who have helped me heal this witch wound. And they've also helped me see that creating a sacred circle of sisters is essential, truly essential to helping us move through what it is that we need to move through, right? To helping us um, accept ourselves. And so in January, I am launching the sanctuary. It is a sacred sister circle, a group membership for mystical women who want to connect more deeply with the divine, with their bodies, and with each other through embodiment, pleasure, psychedelic medicine, and so much more. It will launch January 11th, and many more details are coming, but I thought that this is the perfect time to talk about it because the sister and witch wounds are exactly why I am starting this beautiful community. But what if you don't have these friends? Maybe you're still solidly in the broom closet and no one knows you're secretly a witch, baby. I have been there and I feel you. And so in addition to sharing the wonderful news about this new program, this new membership, I also wanted to share a mystical and witchy themed meditation to help you connect with your witchy sisters, your internal guides, and to help you hear your soul's truth. So go ahead and get comfortable. If you're driving, you can pause this episode and come back to it later. If you want to microdose along with this meditation, I always recommend that. Go right ahead. It'll make it even more powerful. So get comfortable and let's begin. Finding yourself in that comfortable position. Take a moment to close your eyes and connect to your breath. Inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the mouth. Take five deep breaths and with each exhale, see if you can soften 5% more. Sinking into the bed beneath you or the chair where you're sitting. Seeing if you can melt and soften your jaw, face, and shoulders. And sink a little deeper into that support beneath you. In the space between your eyes, there where your third eye is, focus on that darkness. Allow yourself to see shapes, maybe a swirling gray mist as you tap deeply into your mind's eye. Through that gray mist, allow yourself to see a dark wood in front of you. An ancient forest, 
materializes from the mist and you find yourself surrounded by ancient gnarled trees, their branches so green, they're almost black. In your left hand, you hold a torch. And this, along with the light of the full moon, lights your path. Take a moment and look around. Noticing the sounds of the forest, the feel of the moss-covered ground beneath your feet, Smell the musky earthen scent surrounding you. (sighs) Now move forward 10 steps, taking you deeper into this ancient wild wood. Stepping with your right foot, left foot, Right foot, left foot, right foot, left foot, so on until you find yourself on the edge of a clearing. Sheltered within the trees, you wait. Peering into the middle of the open space, you see a bonfire. It is bursting with life. The flames reaching high into the sky. Embers floating toward you, beckoning you forward. And as you take a step into the clearing, you notice you are not alone. From all around the clearing, you see other torches being carried toward the fire. And while you can't see who holds them, you feel safe and excited. You know something magical is about to happen. You know deep within your soul that you're about to find your tribe of sisters. One by one, you all converge. Thirteen women around the sacred fire. Your torches held high in your hands, and you can see each of their faces lit up by the flames. Take a moment and look around you. You see each person, young and old, black, brown, white, yellow, and red, sisters from all different parts of the world. Together as one, 
you begin to dance and move around the fire, lifting your voices in song, celebrating and coming together, creating a sisterhood of souls, a sisterhood of witches, where it is safe to awaken your power. Feel yourself be swept into the dance by the energy of the women around you. Letting go of all the things that have been holding you back. Slowing to standing, you gaze once again at the faces around you. And turning to the woman on your right, you look deeply into her eyes and you hear her say, Sister, I see you. It is safe for you to be seen in all your glory for you to let your gifts shine just like this fire. The woman opens her arms to hold you and you let her wrap her arms around your body, feeling safe and warm in her embrace. She releases you, and you turn to the woman on your left. Looking into her eyes, you hear her say, you are not alone. It is safe for you, sister, to open yourself and allow your healing gifts to be seen. She opens her arms and you step into them receiving her love and support. As she releases you, you step back into your place in the circle and you watch as one after one, these women turn to each other to receive love and support. And you yourself also say to the sisters beside you, I see you. It is safe for you to be seen in all your glory and for you to let your gifts shine just like this fire. Sister, you're not alone. It is safe for you to open yourself and allow your healing gifts to be seen. As each woman turns back to face the flames, you hear and feel the acknowledgement of each of them. You've been waiting for them and they have been waiting for you. 
you let your love and your support for every woman here feed those flames burning brightly as you each receive that gift of warmth, that gift of love, knowing it is safe to be seen and to share your gifts with the world, a world that needs your unique medicine. Looking up, you see the bright full moon shining above you and above your sisters, shining as a beacon for all witches. This is your beacon of hope, your beacon of strength, your sign in troubling times that you are not alone that there are always sisters waiting for you. And by the light of the moon, you'll find them. Turning away from the flames, you and your sisters go back into the forest back the way you came, each of you with their own path forward, each of you with your own life to lead, but knowing that this clearing and that the full moon are always here, that each of you are always here for each other. You're no longer alone. You have a sacred coven now of those willing to hold and support you as you continue on your path to let your unique medicine out into the world. As you walk deeper into the forest, Again, you see that gray mist in front of you. As the trees fall away and melt into the mist, you allow yourself to come back into this present moment, back into your body, feeling loved, feeling held and supported, feeling connected to these sisters. As you come back into your body, you can let all of those images fade away. Connecting again with your breath, noticing the inhale and the exhale. And as you take five deep breaths, you become more present and aware and awake with each one.
on your fifth breath. You can begin to wiggle your fingers and your toes, coming back into this space. And whenever you're ready, you can blink open your eyes, stepping fully back into the here and now. Thank you so much for joining me this week for this chat about something that is so near and dear to my heart and for joining me for this witchy themed meditation. Make sure you share it with someone in your life who you know needs a sister right now. And remember, you can always connect with me on Instagram. I'm always here to chat about the witchy or whatever at Leslie Draffin or at the Light Within podcast. You can also send me an email, hello at lesliedraffin.com. Happy Halloween, my witchy sister. I'll see you soon.